Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. All right, welcome back to the Brain Mastery Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be digging into physiotherapy, how physiotherapy can support neurological therapies. We're going to be talking a little bit about innovation. Heck, and we may even get into golf and how to get a better golf game. I don't know. It could go just about anywhere. Today, I'm joined by a really, really great person and man, Ed Middleton, who is the CEO and director of New Leaf Total Wellness in Abbotsford, British Columbia. Ed is a proud graduate of the fine establishment at the University of Alberta in Edmonton, not that I'm biased. And Ed is in Abbotsford, British Columbia today, I I believe, Ed. It looks like based on my video, he's about ready to see patients. He's such a busy clinician. He's seeing patients all day long. So Ed, thank you for joining us on the Brain Mastery Podcast. That's my pleasure, Mark. I'm very pleased to have the opportunity to chat with you again. It's always fun. We might actually stay on topic today. You never know. But we'll (laughs) we'll get back to it eventually. Yeah, just an honor to be here. And I'm excited to, to talk more about where the world is going in brain rehabilitation and cognitive development. So it's pretty exciting. And let's really focus on that generalization, because sometimes when people who are so close to the work clinically, like yourself and, and myself, on also on the research side, sometimes some of the terminology we might use might go flying overhead. I see it at parties all the time when people start looking up. So maybe for our listeners today, these could be people who are interested in proving their kind of overall total wellness. Tell us more about what physiotherapy is all about and why it's such an important area of therapy here today, especially coming out of this pandemic? In my world of physiotherapy over, I mean, my 29th year of practice now, as you said, I'm a proud University of Alberta graduate. My world in physiotherapy has primarily been sports and orthopedics. As part of that sports rehabilitation, I started to see a lot of people with concussions. And that's really what led me to look into the BEARS program. I was able to, with my skill set as a manual therapist and through exercise, through referring people to other sources as a physiotherapist, I was able to help people get a lot of their function back, a lot of their memories, their symptoms, the post-concussion syndrome stuff would go away, but there was always something missing. And it was very, very frustrating for me. So what I would do is I would, like most of us, I'd teach them compensation strategies, you know, use the sticky notes, write reminders, energy conservation, how to structure your day. And that just made me feeling really good about where I was leaving these people. Yeah, they were very pleased that they were able to get back to something of their life, but it wasn't complete. And to me, it always felt incomplete. As a physiotherapist, I mean, my focus has been movement dysfunction, quality of life through activity, through work, through sport, getting people back to that. And part of that with head injury is you're still looking at quality of life and getting back to what you love to do. And if you can only get them to 75, 80%, that's not good enough for me. My minimum, I mean, obviously, I want everybody 100% right now, one visit, that's it, you're better. Realistically, that's not possible most of the time. However, we're always striving for that. I was left with this, how do I get people past where they are right now? And I didn't have an answer for that until I guess it was back in March. I was approached through the previous owner of New Leaf Total Wellness they approached me and said, hey, this Mark Watson guy, he's got this program that you might be interested in. <laughs> so I sat down, took a look at it and went, yep, 
what do I need to do next? (laughs) (laughs) That's so exciting. And I really want to hone in on the concept of your work. When you think about manual therapy and integration, right? It's a really good model, I think, out there that really works when done by a truly kind of interdisciplinary clinic. And I think Delvera, who maybe we'll have on the other side, who can talk about total integration of systems, maybe that's another conversation we could have. One of her big things, and I know it's yours as well, is this truly interdisciplinary, not multidisciplinary approach. Maybe for our listeners, if you wouldn't mind differentiating the standard kind of approach that one might see if I go to see your typical physical therapist and I have a sore knee, what does that process typically look like if I'm seeing one private physical therapist when compared to what you kind of see in a place like Newly? Typically, you come in to see a physiotherapist. A good physiotherapist is going to take a good history, do your medical history, talk about mechanism. Biggest thing from an orthopedic and physical injury standpoint is mechanism of injury. Dr. David McGee, who was the chair of the University of Alberta Physical Therapy Department when I was there, basically said, if you can't sit down with a cup of coffee in 15 minutes and come up with a diagnosis without touching somebody, you don't know what you're doing. Mechanism of injury is that important. So you'd come in. What I would do in a standalone physio clinic is I'd take that history. I'd find out what's going on. By the time I finished your mechanism, I'm already going, okay, I've got an idea what's going on here. And then using the, the scientific principles, I would try and disprove my theories by doing a physical examination. I'm not looking to prove that what I guess is right. I want to disprove it. I want to show that, no, you made an assumption and you're wrong. However, if I do my job right, what comes out is, yes, this is what's going on. From my standpoint, I would focus on the root cause of the injury, rehabilitate it, take care of symptoms as we go, get you back to physical function. However, in a place like New Leaf, where we have got some exceptional practitioners, everything from RMT, chiropractors, naturopaths, hypnotherapy, clinical counseling, acupuncture, I can really bring in my team. So Mm -hmm. my expertise happens to be in how your knee is moving, how your knee is functioning, and how can we strengthen the tissue around it? I can send you to see my chiropractor to work on any pelvic girdle or low back issues that could be Mm -hmm. interfering with your rehabilitation. If there's other stuff that's going on, we can use acupuncture, we can get hypnotherapy involved. Maybe there's some dietary issues. You need to take a look at an anti-inflammatory type diet. We can bring in our naturopath. So what we try to do here at New Leaf is not just focus on one discipline. We want to focus on what every one of our client needs to get better. If we can't provide it in-house, we're looking in the community and referring people out of house to help them get better. That's our goal is we are truly a heart-centered facility where all that matters is that person, that client that we're seeing at the moment, it's their well-being, their recovery, their quality of life. Love it. And when we think about that model, then it must be kind of frustrating for those that are out there that may not have access to a chiropractor, to, you know, a really good acupuncturist, that's got to be kind of frustrating, I would think, for them, and maybe would change the way they look at treating people, right? I mean, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. That was the majority of my career. I was (laughs) that standalone physiotherapist. It was very frustrating. But what it did is very early on in my clinical internships, I had a therapist at Lethbridge Regional Hospital in Southern Alberta, basically pulled me inside and said, Ed, you're really, really good at this, but I want you to expand your toolbox, make it bigger. Mm. More tools you have that you know how to use extremely well in that toolbox, the more people you can help. So as a standalone physio, I really made sure that I built my skill set, that I could help as many people as possible. That still left me frustrated. And then when I found New Leaf, it was like, yeah, this is the environment I want. And after two years here, I'm now lucky enough to own the place. So it's been quite the journey. And 
yeah, it is very frustrating when you're out there by yourself and you don't have those resources. So for people, maybe this is for the clinicians out there, is there an encouragement you can give to them if they're where you were five years ago, seven years ago, 10 years ago? What's your advice? What's your encouragement to them? Well, my first one's going to be call New Leaf. We probably have a job for you. <laughs> I love it. There you go. There now, you go. Beyond that, it's uh, the same advice that I was given. Look outside your, your comfort zone. I was always very comfortable with manual therapy skills and with certain parts of my exercise stuff. So once I started to realize that I was lacking, I was going outside of my comfort zone to gain more experience, more knowledge, more skills in those areas that I didn't feel comfortable in. When I'm coaching an athlete, let's use soccer for an example, because nobody has a good left foot unless they happen to be one of those few people who are left foot dominant. But what I did with my athletes is it's what I don't want you practicing with your right foot. You're good with that. Do the hard stuff. Do the stuff that makes you uncomfortable over and over and over again. So immediately get out of your comfort zone, build your skill set. Secondly, if you are a clinic owner or you are at a clinic, the, the owner is open to it. Start bringing in other disciplines. Become an interdisciplinary facility. There's an abundance of people out there that need it. So. But talk about like, again, I love this stuff, but you know that about me. Maybe distill then, why then, like convince me, why interdisciplinary versus multidisciplinary? If I'm multidisciplinary, look at I got access to a Cairo. I got access to a psychologist. I got access to all of the appropriate professionals. Why interdisciplinary versus multidisciplinary? Uh, one-stop shopping is fantastic. But one-stop shopping, when all of the people that you're buying from are communicating with each other and building a plan together, uh, much better results. And that's the big difference. And that's what we're trying to do here at New Leaf is establish a line of communication, whether it is written, whether it's verbal, whether it's 20 seconds as you pass someone in the hallway. Hey, Dr. Jarvis, I'm sending you somebody. This is what's going on. I really think they might be a candidate for PRP or Prolo. Can you see him next week kind of thing? And then they come back to me and say, Ed, yeah, here's what's going on. Next time they see you, here's what I want you working on. You know, we've got that communication that we're building in-house now that our team, there is nobody that is so precious about their clients that it's their egos are saying, I have to get them better. What they're saying is, I want this person to be better. I love that. And you can bring that whole team in. And sure, one-stop shopping is one thing. But somebody who recently joined our team is in a multidisciplinary clinic in the Valley. And one of the frustrations is they don't encourage communication between professionals about the clients. They don't encourage cross-referral within their center. So when that person came out here to meet with Badvira and I, they were super excited about the interdisciplinary component and the communication that goes on and the cross-referral. You know, what's the point of having all these people in one space if you're not going to talk to each other? That's not totally. putting it on first. No, totally. And I couldn't agree more. I, I've heard that in a lot of kind of progressive health situations, when you think about more complex, like cancer care, that sort of thing, that's exactly what they do, right? It's exactly what they do. It's so trackable, so manageable. And that's where some of this has come when we think about cardiac rehab as well. The model exists, right? It's just not getting out to community as quickly as we'd like to see. And I want to really acknowledge you and Dovera. Dovera is also a big part of the brain behind of the operation there, right? Not that you're not, uh, <laughs> but like, I really admire something in you, which I, I like to call action bias, right? You know, a lot of people could sit and say, oh, maybe it's a good idea. And I know you've got a lot going on in your life right now, but you've decided to go ahead and do this in a way, following the blueprint that was already laid out by the previous owner, but also adding on top of it in your own way. 
I think it's really, really great. I understand that there's a huge need in the Fraser Valley for new lease services and the value that it offers. So I just want to, you know, again, congratulate you on the early success and continued success. And of course, full disclosure, I'm working with your team too, as a small element of what you do by providing some technology that can help around the overall brain health of those for which you serve. So when you think about, in a couple of words, what's your overbearing main message then for people out there in the brain health world? What do you want people to better understand? Frustrating as it is right now, don't give up. The help is there. It's becoming more available in more areas. Keep looking. You will find what you need. Don't quit. Love it. Don't accept the status quo is probably the easiest way to put it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So to parlay off of that, then what frustrates you about this world right now in the world of brain health specifically, but could also just be generalized physical therapy or outpatient rehabilitation? How many people involved in the insurance or government are going to be listening to this? <laughs> you just never know. You never know. It, it, it's public record. They say whatever you like. What frustrates me the most is that we keep hearing and we talk about being proactive instead of reactive in our healthcare. But when it comes down to paying for the services, our ministry and our insurance companies really aren't that interested in being proactive. That's the frustrating part. We've got all these people that are sitting there wanting to get back to work, wanting to get back to the life that they love. And they're not being directed or when they do find something, their third-party payers or the ministry isn't helping them fund it. So it's creating a roadblock for them when they've already had enough roadblocks. Let's get rid of some of these roadblocks. Let's understand that we need to do things differently and we can actually get people better. 100%. That's probably the biggest frustration right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, administrative red tape, right? Yeah, yeah, although, exactly. Although it's important, right, for regulatory purposes, and we both obviously acknowledge that, how do we find resources to move towards prevention of more long-term consequences earlier for earlier intervention? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. You see someone who's had a head injury five years ago, they've been on long-term disability for the last three years, and they're really close to being able to get back to it, but they don't have the final pieces yet. Instead of being, hey, let's get you back to that, you're getting, well, we're just going to keep you on long-term disability and you just don't go, don't enjoy your life the way you used to. Yeah. That makes more sense. If you can spend a little bit now up front, be proactive, get a little more work done, chances are that person's going back, they're off their long-term disability, they're back to work, they're back to loving their family and caring for people the way they used to, they're back to doing what they love to do which then stimulates all kinds of things. You know, they're paying taxes again, yeah. they're stimulating the economy again by getting out and, and enjoying activities or purchasing things instead of having to sit there and go, well, I can't do anything because I don't have a life. I don't have any quality of life. I don't bring enough income on my disability to, to feed my family the way I want to. Yeah. You know? So many people are just dying to get back at it and they're not being given the opportunity right now. For sure. No, I love that. And I think that's part of, again, why I have such a great amount of respect for you and what you do, because you're, you're not just talking about it, you're doing it. And many lives have been changed because of it. Also with the previous owner of New Leaf and her kind of lens was through massage, right? Yep. Clinical, but also obviously, you know, interdisciplinary. When you look at, you know, your background in this work and you've been at it for a long time, you know, what are some of your main influences that have really helped to inspire you to your perspective in this work? 
Well, the number one influence was a physiotherapist that took care of my knees and shoulders when I was playing high school football. I was pretty much in there at a sports clinic in Sherwood Park, Alberta, three days a week. At that point, I was trying to figure out, okay, probably not going to make it as a pro football player when you're five foot seven and 135 pounds. Yeah, probably not going to make it. So it was like, what am I going to do when I grow up? And for the record, I really haven't grown up. I'm just older. But at least <laughs> I found what I'm going to do. We share and that. This gentleman, yeah. I loved the human body, the anatomy, physiology, how the body worked. I was fascinated by it. So I was at that decision. Do I look at medicine? Do I look at physio? Where do I go with this? Mm-hmm. And after spending a lot of time in a physio clinic, I was able to see that my physio could actually have an impact in somebody's life in one 30-minute visit. I went, hmm, okay, maybe this is the direction I need to take. And so that kind of led me into looking into physiotherapy. And then since then, there have been many different influences from professors. David McGee, Dr. David McGee was an incredible influence on me. He pushed me, he challenged me, and he made me a significantly better physio than I probably would have been if he wasn't in my world. We had our moments of butting heads together, Dr. McGee, but thank you. (laughs) Many coaches, you know, you've got that coach when you're a young man that stands up and said, you're better than this. I believe in you. But huge influences on me. My wife, Devira Naibo, uh, an incredible influence on me. She has seen me through the best and through the worst and has always been my number one fan, my number one supporter, and has helped me to look at the world completely differently. I could go into so many different names, but it's every walk of life, every patient I see has a significant influence on me. Every yeah. day I'm learning from yeah. every person I come in contact with. That's amazing. That's amazing. Is there like, I'm also wondering, is there like a favorite mantra or quote that you have that you bring to this work every day? Several, several. The one that overrides everything for me is carpe diem. I love it. Yep. It's just, you know, well, let's get on to golf now. When I'm playing competitive golf, my golf ball is marked with a happy face because I remember it's a game and I'm having fun, which is tough to do some days. And I always put CD on the other side of the ball so I can remember. Love it. Right now. So that's a big one. Wow. New Leafs tagline, stronger, braver, better. is another one that every day, but that's the one that gets me going sometimes. I guess my question for those that are listening is, you know, think about that. I'm thinking about it right now for the clinic that you go to, maybe ask that question. What is it that motivates you to show up for this work every day for you? Because you've been so vulnerable. This sits at my desk. More fights. Yep. Not merely to bear what is necessary, but love it. Yeah. That's it's right. I see it every day. Yeah. It's sitting right there. It would be my ball marker, but it's too big. Many times in life, we're going to go through hard things, but it's how we get back up and it's how we seize that. And I love that idea, the concept of Carpe Diem. I, I really enjoy that because I think the founder of, is it Tom's, that brand? Yeah. Tom's, when he yes. founded those shoes, the shoes of tomorrow, yep. he signs off every email with Carpe Diem. That, you know, all we've got is here now. That's right. That's it. We're not promised anything else and going backward is history. So all we've got is now. And I really like that. I I really do. And I recognize I'm biased, but I do feel that when I'm in the presence of your staff at the clinic, I do feel that. And I want you to know that it's, it's pretty awesome. We got a special group here. You really do. You really do. So for people that are out there, they're listening then. They're saying, hey, I, this sounds like something I need. And I'm not trying to be Captain Sales Pitch here. I'm just trying to share information. You know, how do they get a hold of you? If they have a loved one, family member, a friend, as you and I were talking about personally before, that may be appropriate to see if you might be able to help them. How do they go about doing that? You can reach us on our website. I got to take a look at it because I can never remember it. I want to get it right. 
newleafwellnesscenter.com. Find us there. We are also on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the socials. Just search for New Leaf Wellness. Or you can reach us by phone at 604-850-2511 is how you can reach us by phone. And, you know, I encourage people that are out there, they're looking for a place to get some help. As Ed said, he's not claiming to have all the answers, but he's committed to put the effort in to help you get to the place where you will get some of the answers that you need. So my big encouragement to everybody out there is to carpe diem, to go for it, seize the day. If there's a problem you've been putting off, go get some help. I, in multiple ways, am constantly seeking those kinds of answers. That's why I love our conversations, Ed. You, I know, walk the walk as well. You're always trying to find those answers for yourself and then are committed to providing the level of service in the community for people that need it. So thank you to you, Dovera, and the entire team at Newly. I'm super excited about some of the things that we're working on together that we're going to be launching together. I'm pumped about it because I know it's going to do good in an area where, unfortunately, there's just not a lot of options right now. And together, we're going to change that. Yep. Agreed. I'm looking forward to it, Mark. Thanks, Ed. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the Brain Mastery podcast. We're super grateful for the community of supporters of this podcast. Again, this podcast was designed with an intention and an objective, and that was to share stories of rehabilitation, of recovery from brain injury, to really interview some of the leaders out there to provide more hope to community members. So thank you again for all of the support with that. If this episode resonated for you and had value for you, we just ask, please download and share it. Please also, if you wouldn't mind, rate the podcast. Those ratings really matter and help us to spread the message. If you're a clinical provider out there, meaning a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, or somebody who just works with people with brain injury and want to learn more about the BEARS platform, we've tried to make it as easy as possible for you to do so. Just go to www.abiwellness.com to learn more about how to get involved. Uh, Training is very accessible, and we've tried to make it very, very easy for people to get access to this neurorehabilitation platform. Thank you again for your support, and we'll see you on the next episode. The statements made regarding the BEARS platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the BEARS platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The BEARS platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.